One of the joys of visiting New York when I used to actually visit New York was the Nat Sherman Townhouse there on 42nd. Grand Central's right there. A spectacular, spectacular spot. It really was. The service uh, once had the chance to be able to smoke in there. It was, it was a fantastic scene. Just, just a cool, wonderful vibe. Well, the Nat Sherman line went by the wayside. But Michael Herklotz, who's the guy who brought Nat Sherman really back to life, he took some of the brands when he created the new Ferry Otago line. And one of the things that he brought back to the world is the Timeless, the Panamericana. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, the Timeless Panamericana. Now, the Timeless was one of their, their cigars. They had the Metropolitan and a couple of others. In the new creation of this, it is what they call a Julieta, or maybe they pronounce it Julieta. It's a, it's, it's a Churchill, people. It's 7 by 48. It's 7 inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 48. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee-hee. So you would call it that near-traditional uh, Churchill kind of, of size. This is made in Nicaragua by the people at Placencia. And if you haven't heard Placencia's name by now, you've been under a, a, a rock. Placencia is they, they've got the farms. They had been making cigars for everybody under the sun. And then they said, you know what? We're going to start really making cigars for us. And what Placencia has been putting out with the Almaforte and the Alma del Campo and the others has been, it's been tremendous taking cigars and cigar lounges by storm. So it's got a good pedigree going on with two things here. Who's making the cigar, which is the Placencia factory, and who's in charge which is Michael Herklotz. I have a, a huge amount of respect for that dude. I think he's got a, a style and a, and a, and a, and a nose that, that really is helpful to the industry. We have just lit this up. Fingers Malloy, where are you? Uh, there's a little bit of spice there, uh, not so much a pepper, um, but you're, you, there's some spice for me. Uh, I'm also picking up some leather and just a little bit of chocolate. All right, chocolate's an interesting take. This is an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper uh, that's going on with some Nicaraguan binder and filler right here. Uh, the, the Sumatra wrapper is a, is a favorite. I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the Sumatra wrapper. It's, some, it's the Indonesian Sumatra, but this is actually the Ecuadorian uh, Sumatra wrapper. You will find this wrapper on one of my all-purpose cigars, the, the Oliva, or is it Oliva, Siri V. Milanio, which, as you know, a cigar that I've recommended, that I really uh, in, in, enjoy. I just think that cigar works. It was Cigar Aficionado's Cigar of the Year in 2014. So that's the same wrapper here. It is not oily, but not dry. But it does have, you feel a lot of leaf in this, a lot of movement of the leaf, and it's got a touch of, a touch of grit, and it's a touch of suede kind of going on on the wrapper here. The construction itself is lovely. I would like to have it a, with a little more denseness. Just a touch, just a touch more weight would make me very, very happy on this smoke. And in that, in that first uh, puff that we've just taken, I do get that leather. That leather and that earthiness, I, I, I think uh, coming out of that Sumatra wrapper really shines through and shines lovely. 
Uh, I don't know if I would say that there is a spice. If it is, it isn't a black pepper. It, it's no. it's something different. And I'm not fully there what it is yet, but we've just started smoking. Yeah, and uh, you went with the straight cut here. So did I. Uh, would you consider going with any other cut besides no, not that? not at all. Not at all. This would be a straight cut from beginning to end. It's a Churchill. You've got seven inches of cigar here. You want to work it through, and you, you, you don't want to take what that wrapper is offering and you don't want you don't you don't need to intensify it with a V or with with a punch, right? The V is when you cut into it. The punch is that little circle kind of thing, which works in a, a punch works in a pinch, but a, a, a punch is when you you've got a cigar and you want to maybe like intensify the flavors. Maybe out of Connecticut, uh, I I, w- I would do a punch. Maybe if I just want to bring that intensify that draw ju- just a little bit. When you're doing this cigar, get out your notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What is the weather? going on now now as we're doing this and everybody has enjoyed their thanksgiving full disclosure because of the holiday we actually recorded this before thanksgiving we always like to be clear and honest the weather's warmed up just a touch so it's that 40s 50s kind of thing going on but it it it, it feels it feels good and this cigar matches the weather well first third second third final third write down what you're experiencing i think that earthy leather and and is is really that first part of it I will tell you that there is a little bit of a, of a spice going on. And I don't know if I would consider that a cinnamon or I would consider that a red pepper. I don't know where I yeah, am I yet with, with that. But it is there, more oddly enough, within the throat. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right? You don't inhale a cigar. You know that, guys. You know, you know that. We, we, don't have to, we don't have to start there, do we? You don't inhale a cigar. You're toasting the palate. You're moving it around. You might want to bring it out through the sinus, uh, engaging the, the retrohale. But, as, but so far, I, I'm, I'm very, very pleased because these are flavors that I know, like, and enjoy very, very much. Yeah, it's screaming for a cup of coffee right now, especially, like you said. It has warmed up a little bit here in central Indiana, but it's still, you know, in, in, the, in the low 40s. So uh, I, I'm looking at this thinking to myself, man, I would really love a cup of coffee with it. Um, I'll be interested to see later on what we're going to pair it with. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to pair it with a bourbon this time. Oh, God, yes. We went with a rye last week. Yes, I said I want something oaky, and you came back with a rye, the noble oak, double oak rye. It was, it was, it was nice. It was oak, oak, oak. It was noble oak, right? Double oak. It's raining oak. That's three oaks. <laughs> that's, uh, the 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 Ferio Tego Timeless Panamericana comes in four sizes. You can get it as as a robusto, which they call an Epicure five by fifty. They have a Bellicoso Fino, uh, which is a five by fifty two. They're Gordo. Which is a six by sixty, and then the the Julieta, the the, the Churchill seven by forty eight. They also have um, one that they call the Supreme, um, a seven by fifty, a six by sixty, a six by fifty two. So a little bit bigger in 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 those sizes right there. I believe you got to try it because you got to have faith in her clots. I think Michael knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think that he'll he'll be able to carry on what everyone knew Timeless to be. Uh, I was very disappointed. It was one of my go-to sticks before they decided to discontinue the Timeless uh, line. So they the just get all of that Sherman, really. Yeah, right. So the, the idea that they were bringing this back, um, and someone who's bringing it back who knows what they're doing, uh, I think that should make uh, Nat Sherman fans very excited. So the question is, is it, Fingers Malloy, in your humidor at somewhere between 15 and $20 a stick? 
Um, I at this point we're we're just in the first third. Um, I'm not sure it's in my humidor, but it is one of those sticks that I would definitely seek out if I were at my favorite cigar lounge. I had one of these yesterday, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of cheated the system here. The answer is there's a couple of them in my humidor right now. Okay. Uh, is there a box? I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm not there yet. Uh, but are there a couple of these in my humidor to be able to enjoy on a, on, a, on a warmer fall? evening or, or midday? Yes. It is the Timeless, the Panamericana from Ferriotego. If it's in your humidor or if it's in your lounge, absolutely worth a try. You got to check it out. You got to experience it for yourself. We're going to be playing with these kind of notes. See where this flavor takes us throughout. Keep it right here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Bottles are in very, very high demand, and what's happening is that distillers and those people who put their drinks in bottles, they've got pressure coming their way, as CNBC reports it. The world supply chain, of course, feeling pressure everywhere, and now you've got the chief economist for the Distilled Spirits Council, David Osgo, saying glass shortages being felt throughout the sector, tequila, vodka, and whiskey, They're all trying to figure out what they're going to do if they've got the juice, but they can't get it to you. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers, Malloy, tighter supplies of the smaller volume bottles down the line because, you know, the 750s, the 1.75s, those are the standards. And they're going to have to make changes and figure out how they're going to get product to people. We've heard this in the world of olive oil. Right, they sell olive oil in the, in the decorative glass thing, right? And then they've got different sizes. You can't put it, olive oil in plastic doesn't sell as well as olive oil in glass. Glass has a prestige to it. Of course, you've got conversations about how it mixes with the plastic and, and other uh, chemical kind of kind of things. You know, in terms of reaction kind of things. I haven't heard anybody say that plastic olive oil and plastic is a problem. But certainly, when it comes to presentation, you're not wanting your bourbon in plastic. It's just another case and another place of supply chain and what it is doing all over the and place. And you'll, you'll see some bourbon in plastic bottles, obviously. Uh, you know, Jim Beam does it. Uh, but, no, you, you, you want it in glass. And I guess this, this really shouldn't be surprising to anyone who's been paying attention to the news in the last year. Uh, between the, the computer chip shortages and, you know, we're, we're seeing shortage in aluminum, so there's an aluminum can shortage. Uh, but I have to say, Tony, so far, uh, I haven't really noticed any price increases at liquor stores. I was at a liquor store over the weekend. Oh, b- by the way. Yes. What? You know how I'm not a big fan of flavored whiskey? No, n- correct. Not a thing. Like Fireball. Hey, fireball is your thing that's... That's Fingers Fireball Malloy. Yeah. That's what they called him back uh, in the day. So I, I'm not a big fan of flavored whiskey. Back in Tijuana. I took a picture of this the other day, and I sent it to you. Uh, apparently, did you put it up on EatDrinkSmokeShow.com? I, I, I will put it up on the website uh, to get everyone's opinion uh, because uh, I, I did put it up on my personal Facebook page, and uh, the reaction was uh, pretty much in line with my reaction when I saw it. Uh, apparently, there is a flavored whiskey called Wicked Pickle. It is a spicy pickle flavored whiskey. 70 proof. One stiff pickle, they call it. Which, which, well, if you drink too much of it, no, it's not. 
Well, are we not allowed to say that? I don't know the rules anymore. Uh, um, that does not sound good. Pickle whiskey? No. And apparently, someone told me that uh, apparently it's a thing to uh, drink a shot of Jameson and then chase it with pickle juice. So apparently, this is a thing with some people. Yeah, but that would be Irish whiskey. Yeah. I- oh, well, that that's different. I don't know. I don't know. I'll try to find a reason <laughs> why it would come together. Why why that would work? Oh, that's. I mean, can you see that? No. Because we've done, uh, you know, some flavored uh, alcohol and talked about it, like, just a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about uh, Arby's coming out with uh, uh, spicy fry vodka. Oh, uh, French, French fry vodka. Yeah, it's not French... necessarily spicy. But it's totally going to be used for, for Bloody Marys. And I know that people are into that. Like, they want to see what it's all about, the Arby's vodka. Yeah. But uh, for, for, uh, for a Bloody Mary, I get it. What are you going to use pickle-flavored whiskey for I, it's got to be just, uh, to me, annoy your friends. <laughs> Let's do a shot of whiskey. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. And then they take a drink, and it's it's spicy pickle whiskey. But there was uh, no glass bottle shortage at that particular liquor store, and there were plenty of bottles of spicy pickle whiskey. So We're going to see how it plays out. More reservations, fewer walk-ins, just one of the many trends that's coming uh, to the world of restaurants who have all been adapting and adopting to What's going on? So much of the eat of what we do of eat, drink, smoke is talking about these restaurant trends. What's happening? What's coming? What it is uh, that that they're that they're dealing with? We're going to be getting into more recipes. Uh, I got a smoker. Made my first brisket. I'm sorry. Uh, I said uh, I said I got a smoker. Just a smoker. And uh, well, it's 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 a pellet grill. I got the pellet grill. I won't I won't say which one. Ladies and gentlemen, I won't say which one. You don't sponsor the show. You don't get to know. Uh, but yes, it's uh, the, the our, our nation's long national nightmare is over. If I had known, I would have hired a choir to come in here and sing hallelujah. Right? If I had known. But well, well, wait, you can't just... Uh, listen, I know we got to do the restaurant trends here. Well, maybe we can talk about it later. you, you got to tell us all about your Oh, first. I will tell you all about the brisket. Oh, okay. I will tell you all about my brisket experience. I, I have a story uh, to tell. That's called a tease in the business. That is a tease. One of the trends you will see, because we're going to do more on recipes in, in 2022, um, you're going to see more reservations and fewer walk-ins. And they're going to want to be able to measure and still maybe engage some levels of separation, which I guess, depending on who you talk to, is necessary or isn't necessary. Maybe there's a level of comfort that that's uh, going on and, and, and where people um, like to be. It's like one of the things that you're seeing is uh, how they're looking at privacy in a restaurant and keeping people a little more separated as opposed to in a, in a larger setting. I like the larger setting. I like the noise. Yeah. Not too much noise, but I like to see other people. Well, then also it's kind of weird. Like uh, you'll see restaurants uh, when they're trying to concentrate on outdoor dining just to be able to have people in depending on, you know, if we're still having lockdowns in certain area of areas of the country. You're seeing like almost like in greenhouses, like small little greenhouses. Where oh yeah, putting like a, those little igloo things. Yeah, like they're putting a table in that, and uh, you know, I'll have like six or seven of them just to be able to seat some people. And if that's the future of restaurants, I I don't. I yeah, count I'm not me interested. Out. And I think I some of this I'm pretty sure is just hip check reaction, just to see where the market is. But there are places in the country. Where, you know, we're, we're in central Indiana. You and I have been doing the show throughout. And, and people have been, you know, while there were lockdowns here, uh, which, which uh, I, I was not a fan of, people got back to life real quick. Uh, on the coasts, it isn't that way. Right. They're still amazed. 
that people go out and, and are out without a mask and, and they're, they're, they're stunned. Uh, but as we, as we called it, buffets are done. You're going to see buffets change and morph. Same thing with communal dining is going to go away. People are going to try and engage more outdoor areas. That's going to be a big trend, how they can make that work for their place. I'll be interested to see and hear from people uh, about, you know, how when you go to your workplace and you have a, uh, you know, a holiday dinner at work or a holiday lunch, a lot of people will call them potlucks or pitch-ins or something like that. If if companies are allowing that anymore, people bringing in food and and because it, it's almost like a buffet experience. That's that's a good question. And do you, do you trust what other people have done? So these are some of the trends that that are are coming. But we we we've been talking about this. We've been certainly ahead of. Of, of where of where this is and and the question before us will be how long do they last I think that some of the outdoor things last I think that is something that for what, where you can in the country will pick up but the idea of the isolation I don't think people want isolation I don't think they want to be in their own tent their own <laughs> plastic uh, igloo kind of thing I just don't think I don't think they want that in, in, in the main. I think they want a, more of an experience when they go out to dine. That one will be one and done for the next year. Much more to get to. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So we missed it. We skipped it, Fingers Malloy. You know what it is? It's all the Thanksgiving food that we actually haven't eaten yet because we had to do the show before Thanksgiving, which is terrible, but it's the way... It goes, eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. But we could not go a week without speaking to you, especially on a day like today when you've spent enough time with family and anything for the escape. We're happy we can help. We, we, we missed it because we, we, we didn't do news of the week when we normally, normally do news of the week. So we figured now we'll do It's time, Fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Well, Sunday, this Sunday, this weekend, uh, there's a big event on Twitter, and this is something that may be a trend moving forward with social media sites. Twitter is the latest social media network to combine shopping and live streams. They are collaborating with Walmart, and they are going to do a QVC-esque live stream with a host. Uh, it's going to be they're going to feature. It's going to be a 30-minute variety show. That will feature electronics, home goods, apparel, season decor, and special guests, Tony. Special guests. Who are the special guests? You're going to have to tune in to find out, apparently. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But uh, this but, is the thing. By the way, what does QVC stand for? Is it Quality, quality Value, value, value channel? channel, I think, yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I just... I, 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 I don't know. I mean... Look, so much happens on social media. So many people push for social media and, 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 and get trends and things like that from it. I, I don't know if I'm going to sit there and watch. Well, I guess if I, if I would watch a, a video anywhere, I'm going to watch a video anywhere. And if, it, if it's an interesting enough video that gives me some kind of deal, I, I, I guess indeed I'm going to watch. Well, this is interesting because it's a cheap way for retailers like Walmart to get into this kind of business to be able to team up with with uh, a social media platform and to be able to to have their kind of studio yeah but I don't follow Walmart on Twitter so I, I'm just gonna see it no matter what they're just gonna be like here you are 
in order to access Twitter, please watch these three infomercials. Yeah, is that, is that what well, I'm it's, a, it's a live stream, and uh, it's it's going to be on on Walmart Stream apparently, or, or Walmart's. Uh, so it'll be on Walmart's channel. Yeah, yeah, but you could do that now. You could just utilize Periscope and 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 do that as we speak. Yeah, but uh, these big retailers aren't doing that. You, what you're seeing a lot of, you know, and uh, unfortunately, this is the thing with kids; they want to become social media influencers. So you're you're seeing uh, individuals build a brand, and then you're having uh, whether it's retail outlets or you know, different companies reach out to have them these individuals push individual products, but to have a big retailer, uh, you know, team up with uh, a streaming service or or in this case a social media platform to be able to have their own little QVC esque show. This is this how, maybe the how, how much in sales do they have to get in order for it. To- to be worth their while, I don't think they have to get much, do they? I mean, how ex- we know from well, they're they're clearly talk- paying Twitter somehow to do this. Yes, but maybe Twitter's just asking for a percentage. Who knows? Who knows how this deal is set up? But as we know, you know, from dealing with other content providers, it doesn't cost a lot of money to in the in the grand scheme of things to uh, create uh, a decent live stream. That uh, people will will tune into, especially can, people. Can you QVC cigars? Is is this something we should be doing? That's an interesting theory. You know, I mean, we so we've discussed so many times. You know, we need to do more product reviews and things like that, and we've just been a, a little bit delayed on it. And that's again my fault. There's only so many hours in the day. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something. Maybe there's something to it. I I just think sometimes it's just throwing the you know what at the wall and seeing. Of what sticks? It's Walmart. You know what they have? It's Walmart. That's well, all I'm saying. But they may have new things. They have new things at Walmart all the time. And why Walmart isn't a sponsor of the Eat Drink Smoke Radio program? Nonsense. I have no idea. But uh, look, I think that you may. If this is a success, you're going to see this on Facebook and on Twitter and on MySpace and on Live Journal and on GeoCities. <laughs> it's going to be everywhere. Next. Uh, apparently, according to Fox business, the global supply chain woes are beginning to recede. Uh, We're starting to see in in Asia, uh, COVID-related factory closures are starting to come to an end. Um, Energy shortages starting to subside a little bit. And it's starting to look a little bit better than it did two months ago. Wait for a month from now, because we're not into the respiratory season yet. Part of the thing that has been so interesting to those who follow COVID is that you had a spike in summer for a respiratory virus. That doesn't make sense. You also had a spike for kids with something called RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, which exists and kids get it when it happens. I don't don't want to be gross. It's really little kids, one-year-olds and two-year-olds. When they get like, like phlegm, right, they get congested, they don't know how to get it out. Right. Right. They don't have the, the, the musculature. The, the, they just don't know how to do it. So what happens is they, they get sick from it and it spreads. Well, you had kids getting back together this summer. And so the virus spread. You know, a lot of hospitals filled up and they would talk about how it was COVID, but they never really got into the mass amounts of kids that were in hospitals because of RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. It's not a summer thing. It's a winter thing. So they had this summer season of RSV. Well, now you're going to have a winter season. And COVID, as a respiratory virus that it is, 
would also track that you may have, and people have been talking about this, a winter season. So do the supply chain issues come back? Because in a lot of these nations, you've got full lockdowns in Austria. You have in in parts of Australia, hey, look, if you want to have a normal life, uh, you have to be vaccinated. And people can talk about whether they agree or disagree with with vaccine mandates. But there's still a lot of, of, of shutdown there. Uh, New Zealand, uh, they, they've shut down a nation yeah. over this. So we're not out of the woods. I mean, I would love it for you to be right. I would love for that to be the case. And things are going on an uptrend. We've seen some of these trend lines over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, 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 I want to see it to believe it. I said it's easing. I didn't say All there right. weren't any problems. Uh, but, you know, we're coming up to the, the holiday season here. Uh, you know, uh, will be interesting to be able to watch to see if more people are going to have to go brick and mortar to buy their holiday gifts like we've talked about earlier. By the way, uh, to avoid people hitting us up on social media, uh, QVC stands for Quality Value Convenience. Oh, is that it? Yes. Quality Value, value Convenience. TV. Okay. Now so, I know Now I know what that is. Well, now you're also going to know about the McRib, Tony. I love the McRib, and people have been angry with me about it, and, and I, I, I don't care. The McRib's delicious. <laughs> there are uh, people posting. Uh, uh, there's a TikTok video, and it's spreading everywhere about how the rip McRib is made at McDonald's. And basically, it's, uh, the, the video shows someone pulling out a frozen puck of pork. That looks like the McRib, and they put it in a press, and uh, there's a setting on the press that says McRib, and you touch it, and it just warms it until it's finally thawed out and cooked at the proper temperature. And then you slather it with sauce and the onions, and the and people are freaking out over this. Here's a question. How did you think it was made, people? <laughs> it's McDonald's. Wolfgang Puck comes out from the back. Gets into a fight with Gordon Ramsay about who does it better? Of course not. No, I'd watch that. Oh, I, I would watch Wolfgang Puck and Gordon Ramsay beat the crap out of each other as, as well. I'm a fan of the McRib. I'm a bigger fan of the Geezer Dream bedsheets from MyPillow. MyPillow.com, promo code Tony, T-O-N-Y. It is buy one, get one on the Geezer Dream bedsheets. I love these things so much. I bought them for Fingers Malloy and yes. the lovely Mrs. Fingers Malloy. Got the sheets for them. You should get them for yourselves because you'll have them. You'll have them uh, as as holiday gifts. They're buy one, get one free. World's best cotton available in a variety of colors and sizes. Machine washable and a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty. You go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener's square and use promo code TONY, T-O-N-Y. You get discounts on the MyPillow mattress topper, the MyPillow towel sets, which I have so much more. But go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TONY, buy one, get one on the Giza Dream bed sheets. Do it right now. MyPillow.com, promo code TONY. Do it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Of course we're doing a bourbon. I have a need for a bourbon, but really, I want, I've been wanting something that really gives me a bit of oak. It gives me that, that, that traditional bourbon oak flavor that, that I, I do enjoy. It's not the only thing I enjoy in a bourbon, and, and you certainly have bourbons that you like for all different kinds of reasons. And so I sent Fingers Malloy back <laughs> to find us a bourbon that will work, but he did find a bourbon. 
It's got an interesting story. This is the Wilderness Trail six-year bottled in bond. Tea, drink, smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Well, with that setup, I feel like you may be disappointed this week. Because I don't know if this is going to be the oakiest oak of oak oak oh, that you're going to have. We're going to find if this is the oakiest oak oak we've got. Wilderness Trail Distillery is out of Danville, Kentucky. And it is bottled in bond. Now, bottled in bond is a designation that comes from the federal government. And bottled in bond refers to a, bur- a bourbon that is distilled in a single season at one distillery. And it's aged in a bonded warehouse for a period of at least four years and bottled at 100 proof. If it's 101 proof, it's not bottled in bond. If it's 99 proof, it is also not bottled in bond. But this is 100 proof, and it gets applause from Fingers Malloy. Anything 100 proof or over does. That's what bottled in bond means. But uh, other than that, it is, of course, a bourbon. It has to be 51% corn. It's got to be aged in first-use charred oak barrels, which means some heat has been... Put them, put to them uh, in in that rye in that in that mash bill. You've got the fifty one percent corn, and then what you'll you'll know what other else has been used. Whether it's rye, malted barley, uh, a wheat that has been used to 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 make it happen, and it has to be bottled at a minimum of eighty proof. I don't think people know that's why you don't find bourbons that are below eighty proof. You can find whiskeys that are below eighty proof. But if it's not at least 80 proof, it can't be a bourbon fingers boy. Like that spicy pickle whiskey we talked about the previous hour was 70 proof. That's that's why it is a whiskey and not a bourbon. Now, this is very, very pretty in the presentation. It's it's a very golden kind of of look here in in the glass. Uh, Not necessarily a viscosity to it, not sticking to the glass. But that nose is, is, is punching some sweet. Little butterscotch, little little a little bit of a, a citrus note going on there. That is that is not bad on the nose. Are you getting any uh, cherry? Ah, uh, mm. I think you gotta want it. I think that's a power suggestion thing. You put cherry out there, okay. and all of a sudden, are, yeah. Are you getting any marzipan? I'm getting no marzipan. It, it is a lovely nose. There's a couple things going on there. I'm getting butterscotch. There's a little bit of there's sugar there. There's I, I'm getting citrus. You get a little bit of black cherry. It's pleasant. There's not an alcohol on this at all, right? No. There, there's nothing overwhelming uh, on the nose here. You, you want to make sure you do take it in. The nose is is a big part of what it what the experience is. And then as you're tasting it, we do it neat. That's how we start everything here, and that's how we're doing the Wilderness Trail, the six year old Kentucky straight. Bourbon whiskey bottled in bond. We do it neat, and then we decide if we're going to add a little water, we're going to bring it to a cube, uh, a ch- an ice chip, or bring it to uh, the big cube. Fingers Malloy, you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We do it neat. Let's make it happen. The Wilderness Trail Distillery out of Danville, Kentucky. 64% corn on the mash bill, 24% wheat, and 12% malted barley. Six years. Fingers Malloy, he has taken his sip. He's doing the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate. I think I, well, I don't know what that face is. That face is either oh wow or oh disappointment. It's an oh wow, really. Uh, listen, uh, there there is some oak there, uh, also uh, some cinnamon, and maybe some brown sugar, cinnamon kind of sweet. It's it is definitely uh, a bourbon that when you have it. You're not thinking to yourself, oh, wow, this is 100 proof. 
there was barely a sting on the tongue. Uh, no, well, I, I hesitate to even say this anymore because I'm always saying, I'm not really feeling any warmth going down into the chest or that's anything. Me. Where you, that's, that's, that's me. That's you. One thing that's really uh, present is it's it's got a texture, an oily texture that kind of stays with you. Uh, and it, not in a bad way. Uh, all in all, this is this is very solid, Tony. I think you're going right, to like I'm this. I'm going to it. I'm doing it up. Are He's you ready? going in. Here we go. The the Wilderness Trail, the six-year Kentucky straight, bottled and bond. And there he is. He's going in. He's doing the Chattanooga Chomp. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> you okay? Do, we, do you need a lozenge? You need oh, a recoil? Wow. Smooth. Um, <laughs> all right. That nose does not play for what you're getting. I maybe it just went down wrong. There is some serious cinnamon going on mm -hmm. right there. Holy cow, there's but definitely a bit of brown sugar. That that's that's happening. That's Are you getting the oak? Yeah, I, I got I got yeah, punched go in the in face again. by the cinnamon. Yeah, you go in. Go. You know, just do down the whole thing, Tony. Yeah, he's going in for seconds. It's like we've never met. <laughs> Yeah, there is some oak there, but the cinnamon is 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 big, but it does it does have that, that nice sweet finish to it. I got to admit, there's very little heat in 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 the chest. I felt a little more going down, but it could have been again. I could have taken a bad sip. We don't we don't edit people. <laughs> we 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 bring it to you. You know what? That's a fine bourbon. That's a fine bourbon. There is on on the finish. The the wood is on the finish. Uh for 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 sure. Are you getting that coating or is it just me? Is it lingering on you a little bit? Like on the tongue? Yeah. Not as much as others uh have have for me. That is uh, never mind my cough. That's an overall pleasant bourbon. I I could see why someone could be attracted to this. But you got to want that cinnamon heat. You got to want that cinnamon heat. For sure, that's got to be a flavor profile of yours that 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 you like. But, but this is this is a pleasant surprise for sure. Let's not oversell that though. It, it's not like you're doing a classy fireball. Okay. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. It's it's not that. It's it's not a, it's not like a stick of big red. It just has uh, for me uh, a, a cinnamon. Uh, the notes of cinnamon are very pronounced. It's not a view. hot cinnamon. No, no. Just just they're they're very there. The question fingers, Malloy. Is this in your liquor cabinet at somewhere between eighty and one hundred dollars a bottle? I'm enjoying this, and I would enjoy it at my favorite cigar lounge. I don't think at that price it's going to be in my liquor cabinet. Yeah, it's not in mine, but I absolutely see this being in people's liquor cabinet. I see people saying this is exactly the the, the flavor profile. That I I enjoy. There's that little. There is a hint of oak there. That cinnamon is lovely. That sugar is going on, uh, for sure. You're not getting the caramel. You're not getting the vanillas. That 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 I don't have. Maybe a little bit on the tongue. The Wilderness Trail, the six-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey bottled in bond. No, no oh, very very pleasant. And yes, at the lounge, I'd be like, I'm in the mood for that. I, I would do that. Yeah, I think you really. If you see it available. At your at your lounge, definitely give it a try. I think it's well worth it. Yeah, that's that played well. 
that played well. And not a bad pairing with the Ferio Tego, the Panamericana uh, cigar that we're doing. We'll get into more of all of it. Keep it right here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Blackbird strikes again in, in the in the in the cigar news. I guess that's the way I'll call it. Blackbird cigar partnering for a new cigar, second installment of the cult, the cigar culture series of cigars, and they've got this new collaboration. Now we're fans of Blackbird and what they do. I like the Finch, which is on the lighter side. They've got the Rook and the Crow, which are on the bigger, bolder side. This one is called Hawk. A 6x54 box press Toro. It's going to be using a Brazilian Cuba wrapper with Mexican San Andreas in the binder. Fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. This, according to halfwheel.com, produced, of course, in their factory in the Dominican. I'm so thrilled to see this brand building and growing and really adding a bit of layering to the cigar world in just a different style, a brighter, bolder way to look at cigars. If you haven't had a Blackbird yet, you should give it a go. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And besides stepping all over myself in that intro, I thought I delivered the news very, very well there. I'm very happy with that good news. Well. I love Blackbird. I was more I was interested ha- in my delivery. I was hanging on every word. Well, then my work here is done. Uh, let's get to the Dollar Tree. Because it's no longer a buck. It's a buck twenty-five. We talk about prices and we talk about supply chain. What we hear about things loosening, which I do want to be true, fingers below, uh, just so we're clear, Mm -hmm. we also see a different story. Dollar Tree has increased their prices 25%. Most prices will now be $1.25. It's now the buck and a quarter tree. (laughs) With an extra branch. Well, that would be funny. That'd be fine. I don't think they're doing that. No. It's $1.25. The inflation conversation, the... What you're paying employees now, conversation, you're paying people more to get them to show up. And so all of these things have a real world effect on you, me, and we, and what it is we pay. Yeah, and I know some people will look down at these dollar stores and say, what's the big deal? Uh, well, it is a big deal, especially in in rural areas where they don't have the, the Walmart Supercenter and they don't have the, the big time grocery stores a lot of these dollar stores are where people go to get their groceries, the Dollar General or Dollar Tree. Uh, so when you're, you're saying everything's going up 25%, that really will will hit people hard. So it's, it's something that unfortunately isn't unexpected because we've seen how inflation has just increased like crazy in the last six months. So uh, this is bad news, but not expect, unexpected. So th- th- there's a part of this that's certainly on that employee side of, of what it's costing. Now, there's another part of what's going on, and, and we on this show don't get political. But there are some subjects that are unavoidable. We are about to get into one of those subjects, and that is about what's happening in retail establishments in cities across the country where these thefts are out of control. The CEO of Best Buy, her name is Corey Barry. And she is concerned that the rising thefts will hurt employee retention. So picture what's happening. This happened, for example, at Nordstrom in San Francisco. There was a story uh, out of Chicago at a Louis Vuitton store. And you say to me, oh, uh, the big fancy stores. Follow. At the Louis Vuitton store, seven, eight people run in, 
take every purse they can and run out. One security guard trying to stop people, he's lucky he didn't get killed in trying to stop these people. At the Nordstrom, what you had were 80 people in ski masks with crowbars entering the Nordstrom, taking everything, running out to 25 parked cars, and then driving off. You have cities that have decided they don't prosecute if it's under $1,000. You have cities that have decided for, for really ugly political reasons that they're going to do something about uh, the, the prison system and they're going to engage prison reform and crime reform, justice reform, I guess is what some people like to call it. And they don't prosecute these crimes. And then you have some people who say it's no big deal because it's victimless. It's a victimless crime what's taking place because they're just taking the goods and and that's fine. That's why these companies have insurance. But if employees are saying, this is too dangerous, I don't want to work here. How does Best Buy, Nordstrom, Louis Vuitton, or Dollar General stay in business? Well, they don't. And you're seeing this in places like San Francisco, where I, I we did a story a few weeks ago. I think it was Walgreens, but it may have been CVS. They decided that they were going to shut down some stores in San Francisco, and the reason was because of these these flash mob robberies. And remember when flash mobs were considered cute? You know, a flash mob oh, would show up well, and they do because little... they were singing a song. Yeah, they were doing a little dance routine. Well, now flash mobs are going in. You're seeing 20, 30 people going in and robbing a place. Uh, it's happening at pharmacies where they're going in and you know, eight, ten people just rushing in and stealing drugs. Uh, and going into the back, going into the pharmacy. And taking drugs right off the shelves. But when you start talking about a victimless crime, it's not a victimless crime because not only does that business suffer, but when businesses are shutting down in neighborhoods that desperately need that business to be there, where are these people going to go to shop? The the stores are, are, are closing up because they can't handle being robbed every other week. They stock the shelves. Two weeks later, another flash mob comes in and and robs the joint. It's not victimless. None of it is victimless. And this this desire to think that somehow um, there's some kind of good in not prosecuting, there isn't. There isn't a good in not prosecuting. And the effect is twofold. First, there is the financial effect that we're all seeing, we're all feeling... In, for example, San Francisco, they've closed CVS stores. Yeah. Now, they've also closed CVS stores nationwide because of just changing patterns, but they closed those stores because of violence. Target's closing stores at 6 p.m. because they don't want to be open. So that has a real effect on the people who, who live there. And then, well, what kind of society... What kind of society wants this? Yeah. What does it say about us? How does it make people feel about how they exist? Well, and you don't want to work in a place like that. How would you feel, how would you feel if you're a security guard and you're already told to, to let someone go if you see them shoplifting, maybe just get a picture of them, but it, it's you, you got to feel completely helpless. What, it, it, forget one person, when 15 people just rush in and steal stuff and you're standing there helpless, you have to think to yourself, why, why do I continue to come to work every day? Why, why am I here? This is too dangerous. This is unsafe. That's exactly the way people feel. So this isn't about your politics. This is exactly about your, your eyes are not deceiving you. And we can't pretend that somebody else's political ideology 
in this is, is providing a, a value. It's not. It's creating real world problems and they're financial and they're, look, people won't go where they don't feel safe. And more and more, if we use San Francisco or we use Los Angeles or we use New York and, and levels of homeless issues and things like that, which are real issues and need real solutions and outside the box thinking, you still have people say, I'm unsafe here. You Portland, at Seattle, I'm unsafe here. And then they don't go. And what does that do to the business world? Man, we got to stop thinking that everything needs a political lens and it just needs a rational lens. It needs a rational way to look at the problem and realize that you simply can't allow this. And that's what that's what the CEO of Best Buy is telling us. That's what they're telling us. And all these thefts, that's going to lead to rising prices too. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. Arby's likes to say that they have the meats. They have the meat. You, you know who else has the meat? Brooke Shields. All right, this just got weird. It's a family show. And I, don't, I don't know what you think you're doing, talking about a national icon, a treasure like Brooke Shields. You're going to have her even more on a pedestal after you hear about this story. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. And she is Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, uh, former supermodel. Still right. a supermodel in my heart. Is that right? Yes. Uh, have you? Do you own a pair of Jordache jeans? Maybe I do. No, I don't. Are we dating ourselves by the fact that we know what Jordache jeans are? Probably. Uh, but Brooke Shields uh, flies to her family each Christmas with a smoked brisket on her carry-on. Does she smoke it herself? Her husband does. So she brings uh, her family. Uh, they, they, they fly back for the holidays. Uh, they bring the smoked brisket. Uh, she puts it on her carry-on. It's wrapped uh, in plastic, TSA. Apparently, uh, she flies at this uh, out of this airport all the time, uh, where they know this is going to happen. And I guess part of it is it's Brooke Shields. So it's hey, look, Brooke. Uh, oh, you got you got your brisket again. And she goes through TSA. Apparently, it's perfectly legal to bring your your brisket <laughs> through TSA. When I lived in Jersey, I would head down to see my in laws in Florida, and I would bring bread and all sorts of Italian goodies. When I lived in California. I, I would come back. Uh, there is a bakery in Los Angeles area. They're in Pasadena. They're in Burbank called Porto's. And Porto's is, ge- is genius. Genius, genius, genius bakery. It's exceptional. And I, bags of cakes. And I was able to get that through. I never thought about a smoked brisket. Neither have I. But uh, listen, I, I'm going to plead guilty here. I brought this story up for one reason and one reason only. It was to be able to transition... Uh, to the real story for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, and it's this. Tony bought himself a grill. I did. And not only did Tony buy himself a grill, uh, over the past week he seasoned it, he got it ready to go, and yet you smoked a brisket. Smoked a brisket. It was, it was a small one. I got myself a pellet grill. I'm not going to say which one. Uh, I, I uh, set it all up, uh, built it with, with one of the kids. Uh, there, there was minimal yelling. Uh, and and uh, and then uh, try start it with some chicken. Just start simple. <laughs> yep. Make sure I know that it works and and, and checked it uh, all, all, all out. Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. I got, certainly got to turn up the heat at the end to get kind of the Christmas on the on the drumsticks that I was going for. And then I said, okay, I'm good to go. 
My brisket rub is I'm a simple man. Uh, you know, it, it is Texas style, salt and pepper. I do add garlic powder. I happen okay. to like it. So I add the garlic powder. It's all in equal measure. And then on on the grill. Now, I, I didn't like the way the brisket was laying, so I actually did cut it between the flat and the point. Okay. So the, the, the flat is where you you're, you normally are if you if you, if you get a, a we'll call it barbecue uh, that's where they're slicing it from and that's the the thinner slice right there about a pencil a width and, and that's where you're getting it the point is is fattier so there's a tremendous amount of flavor but you have to you, you got to make sure you change how you cut it uh, but you cut that a little bit thicker I happen to love the point oh oh fantastic but just the way it was laying was odd so there's a there's a there's a ribbon of fat. It goes between, you know, there's fat on top. You want to cut some of it, but you don't want to trim too much. You know right. that finger's better than Absolutely. anybody. But that, that, that layer of fat, that ribbon of fat between the flat part, which is kind of like a, like a rectangle, maybe a trapezoid, and, and the point, which is the other part, is called the decal. And so I happened to cut through that. It's just the way it worked out. So, all right, I did this two pieces. Live and learn. Seasoned them. Got them on. Um, I'm here to tell you that I am a living god... <laughs> <laughs> and it, it came out perfect. The bark was great. The smoke ring, right? Because when, when, when you're smoking it, you'll, you'll see this kind of like pinkish discoloration around it. That's, that's the smoke ring. It was there. What it didn't do was pull apart perfectly. And that means I should have left it on for another hour. That's what it's telling me. Did you slice it properly? Oh, yes. Absolutely. At first, uh, first my kid wanted to slice it. I'm like, all right, slice it. And, and, and they took two slices. I'm like, all right. You see this? You see what's going on here? See how the grain's going? This isn't against the grain. Turn it, slice. It was like, oh, okay. Right. And and then it was because if you don't slice it properly, you, it's it's the chewiest thing in the world. Absolutely. You got to break those tendons down. You got to break that that fat down. I love smoking a brisket. And one of the things that uh, I think that people kind of get stressed out about or think. Oh, oh my goodness! It's a lot of work. Is because it, it takes a long time. If you get a 13 pound brisket and you don't, you know, remove, uh, you, you don't separate the point and the, and the flat. You just cook that. I just cook the whole thing. Yes. Uh, you, you, it's it's a lot of set it and forget it. I mean, you, you put it on the grill after you 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 season it. And uh, you may check on it every, you know, you let it sit for two hours on the grill. You're cooking at about 225, 250 degrees. Uh, then you spritz it. A lot of people use uh, apple juice with some water. Some people use apple cider vinegar. But you, you do that to, you know, create a nice bark, which a bark is very important on, on the brisket. And then it stalls at about 150 degrees, 155. When you spritz, mm -hmm. do you use apple juice or do you use orange juice? I use apple juice and water. And uh, in, in an equal measure, yes. But you, people just use uh, straight apple juice. That's fine too. Uh, but to me, uh, it's a lot less maintenance than people make it out to be. Because you, a lot of times, you, you're, you, I mean, you're just letting it sit on the grill. You're not flipping it. You're not, you, you know, you, you you let it set until it gets to the stall phase. You pull it out. You can wrap it in tin foil. You can wrap it in pink butcher paper. Try to get through the stall, and then at 202 degrees, you pull it out. And the key is to rest it. Which is what you did, right? I did. I let it rest for an hour. Now, if you don't know what the stall is, what happens with, with a brisket is that there comes a moment where uh, the, the juice, the, 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 the liquid, starts pushing out because the meat itself is tightening up. And that is the stall. And it, it does not increase internal temperature. So the reason for wrapping it in the butcher paper uh, is to keep some things 
enclosed in it and kind of help it along to get allowing it to build temperature because it's, it has this this natural reaction. When people use foil, uh, they call it the Texas crunch. Mm-hmm. And the foil, of course, is going to trap more heat and move that cooking along a little bit faster. The purists would tell you that's not the way to do it. I'm here to tell you. Uh, the purists are out of their head and crazy. <laughs> I don't do it that way because I'm willing to take the time. But there's nothing wrong with it if the time requires you to wrap it in foil to move things along a little bit faster. It's it's still a brisket. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't you didn't cause an issue. You're not you're not violating some kind of oath. People get a little crazed when it comes to their brisket. Well, yeah. The other thing too is when you cook that. Much, uh, you know, we cook that big of a brisket. A lot of people are worried about. Oh, I've got all this leftover brisket. What can I do with it? You can freeze it. It's okay, especially. Yeah, if you got, got you got to explain to me how that works. So you can put it in, uh, you know, those food savers where you can vacuum seal it, and then you. We actually tried a brisket six months ago that was vacuum sealed, and you rewarm it. It was fully cooked, and you by putting it in warm water and bring it up to temperature that way. Uh, you know, it's fully sealed. almost like a sous vide. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not. Uh, going to be exposed to any tap water it's completely vacuum sealed in that package you can warm it up that way and reserve it and it's it's going to be great i it never dawned on me that to to make a brisket and then freeze some of it because some people have an issue with plastic and, and cooking in plastic and sure things like that I, I i get that but i did the brisket i've proven i can do the brisket i am the brisket god Fingers Malloy, bow before me. Uh, there we go. Bow before he actually did it, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. He go. actually did it. Don't forget, uh, over there at caseelegance.com, great Christmas gifts is a humidor. Caseelegance.com. Use coupon code EDS for Eat, Drink, Smoke. You'll get free monogramming on that. Fantastic gift. Get it now. Caseelegance.com. And use coupon code EDS. Caseelegance.com. Coupon code EDS. The Wilderness Trail. The six-year Kentucky Straight bottled in bond, it's lovely. At $80 to $100 a bottle, not in my liquor cabinet, but definitely worth drinking. And from Terry Ofego, the Timeless, the Panamericana. We did the, the Julieta, which is basically their Churchill, the 7 by 48 So lovely smoke. I am just finishing it up. It had a nice, good couple of notes. It really did hold itself well. And I think that this is something that is a couple of cigars in my humidor. At all times. Hope you had an absolutely fantastic Thanksgiving. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Get the reviews. Get the videos. Get it all. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Next time, everyone. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts, too. And you guessed it. Eat, Drink, Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, Drink, Smoke.